GP, how come you didn't make the game, man? Which game? You didn't come out for the hockey game. You didn't come out for the arena. Dan's going to throw some of his footage, some of that awesome footage that I shot. Yeah, I got uh, GoPro. Mostly of his small child kissing the camera, blowing kisses to daddy. Oh, wow. Who's got the best uh, Thanksgiving story? Anything good? Man, I'm trying to think. I was playing Scattergories, and the clue was things you keep hidden and the letter was S. Someone said sex. Damn. <laughs> wow. This is a family game? Oh, that's yeah. what that's <laughs> what you tweeted in there. She was like, yep, sex I, I counts. I Snapchatted it, and that was, yeah. Uh, My was, bad, Snapchat. She's like, sex counts. We're going to count it. It was with the in-laws. That's, Something you that's keep who that hidden? was. What's that? Something you keep hidden. Something you keep hidden, and they said sex. They got a point for it. No one else had it. I mean, I would have, you might have said, like, strippers. <laughs> <laughs> Sex with strippers. That's something you'd keep keep hidden. hidden. Yeah, yeah. That's that's something for the podcast. JP, how was LA? It was cool. Yeah, you get to see pops. That and all of his peach cobbler and Kentucky butter cake. Oh, Coke. those burgers you you posted. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Try, see, this is what we need to do. We need a squad trip to fifty fifty. And Let's do it. They have uh, it's like one quarter pound, two third pound, and then sixteen ounces of pure. Relations on a plate <laughs> at a restaurant. It is nothing. It's nothing Sexy. like it. Pure relations. Relations. You can only liken that to relations. Yeah, that sounds about right. Brobes, any highlights? Um, no. It was it was, a, it was a good day. Like the waiter kept. We went to Maggiano's for lunch, and the waiter kept coming up to us asking, "Oh, did you guys find a?" Uh, a black book, like one of those books that they put the check in down there. And at first we were like, no, we didn't. Then we looked, and of course there's one. And then he comes back a little bit later after we hand him the book. He's like, any chance you guys see a cell phone? I'm like, what the hell are these people? And sure enough, <laughs> we found a cell phone. Oh, wow. And it was a flip phone. Oh, nice. Yeah, and my so my dad just stayed down there for like five minutes, just kept looking around, see if there was like money or anything. What else there. can I find? Yeah, exactly. It was so that was probably like the most entertaining moment. But well, no, well, it's good. You were at Maggiano's. Yeah. And Maggiano's was what type of cuisine? Italian. Italian. So you're at an Italian no, restaurant, no, 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 and you found a flip phone underneath your yeah. table. You know what that is, right? <laughs> oh yeah, that was a burner phone. Yeah, exactly. That's the yeah. trap phone. He oh, need, yeah. he needed that back. Like, did you find the trap phone? Please uh-huh. return it now. Yep. That that, that card funny. has been since cleared. Excellent. I'm glad they're not coming for you. Yeah. Thank God. Oh, man. And welcome back into the bullpen. Episode 7, guys. The week of December 2nd. And it is championship week in college football, and only one of us has a team in a championship game. JP, congratulations on uh, everybody throw that fight on up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a Bay Area resident, I guess I'll root for the Cardinal just because I grew up down the street from him. Blasphemy. <laughs> but before we get to uh, championship week preview, let's uh, get a hydration check. Probes, uh, we'll start with you because you uh, finally you finally. have it. It's there. The sweet, there it is. The sweet baby Jesus. Sweet. Flown in from JP's baby. hometown. Out there in, in D.C. From the 202 one time. From DeClaw Brewery. Uh, birthday present from my boy Al, listener of the podcast. Algernon uh, Tobias? Al <laughs> he does. Al- Algernon Newsom, actually. Okay. So, Tar Heels in the house. Tar Heel. Tar Heel. Um, so, yeah. How many, how many you got left? Um, I have 
five more left. Okay, so this and is as the I, first one. Yeah, as I was, as I was talking to uh, one of our coworkers earlier today, he's like, oh, you only brought in one just for yourself? And I said, yes. It's like, uh, you know, bullets in a zombie apocalypse, you got to preserve them. Yeah. I was going to so, say, don't tell people enough. you have five left. Yeah, no. Fair enough. Sell them on eBay so you can double up and then bring some for everybody. Do you want to try it at least, Dan? Sure, yeah, I'll try it. I, I'm ju- I'm just going with some agua right now, but I might need to go with what you got, Dan, in a little bit here. <laughs> JP, I mean Metro Mint, y'all have been catting off for over two months, okay? <laughs> so because you've done so, Dano, Fifty Cent not playing oh, with the money, oh, okay? Oh, Fifty Cent say I can have a contract because I earned it. <laughs> so this is who I'm rolling with for the rest of the season. Shout out to Fifty. I don't think I'm getting that one back. No, I, I don't no. think so. Uh, yeah. This is this is spectacular, by the way. This is the sweet baby Jesus. That's good. It's like a peanut butter cup in a yep in a beer. It's very tasty. You like those you sweet sweet oh, flavored on. beers. Okay. Uh, I'm rocking the uh, Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale. It used to be their Celebration Ale. Now they're calling it their Celebration Fresh. Shout out Pat Forty. That's the Forty beer. There it is. Yeah. Uh, for the hair. Hopefully, I can work it out. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this is pretty good. This is a six point zero. Alcohol by volume. That's a nice IPA here. Nice. And this only comes around this time of year, so I figured might as well bring it out for the uh, for the podcast. It's a celebration. It is a celebration. We've made it to seven. And it is one of the greatest weeks in college football, other than perhaps the week of the national championship. This is championship week for conference play. We will start in the Pac-12 as we do Let's have do a it. representative there. Uh, number 20, not that it matters at this point in the college football playoff rankings, versus number seven, Stanford. I mean, it matters. I mean, every game that USC plays in matters. No, no, I mean the ranking doesn't really matter at this point. This is for the this yeah, is for the it's championship. Yeah, championship. You, you guys aren't going to throw shade at the squad like that, okay? This still counts. <laughs> there's, a, there's a season to be played. There are games oh, I'll, left. I'll, we'll be, I'll be there for a half. You're going, yeah? I have to support the squad. Shout out to Tank, who's, have to, who's going to have to watch Stanford fall. I'm going to be in your ear all game. <laughs> <laughs> JP, what's going to be the difference in this one? Uh, the USC secondary is actually going to show up. If they had shown up to play a full football game Do the they first need time we to played, show up, oh, they no, they have to show like, up. Sanford's passing game, it's not like the most dynamic. Thing but get in the world. this: it's, total it's yards was four seventy four, four seventy four to four twenty seven in the first game. Like, yes, they're going to get off on the ground, but they beat USC through the air. If those DBs can show up and play a solid football game, there's no way the USC doesn't get some revenge here. What do you guys think? We we know JP's pick. Yeah, I, I'm still I'm going to take Stanford just because it's a quasi home game. I think it'll be a close game. Sorry, JP. I'm going Stanford as well. You guys will probably remember. I believe it was our first episode that I said Stanford would be the team from the Pac-12 that would represent in the playoff. Don't remember that, even though they won't. He's not wrong. I don't remember. We'll roll back the tape eventually. <laughs> but I do think they will have enough of a showing to make a case should the games after theirs on Saturday go in their favor. I'm actually going to take SC here only because I think it's really hard to beat the same team twice in one season. Say that. And I've seen that, you it know so what, that, many times in sports. That's a really good point. But you see it a lot yeah. in sports. And not so much in sports where you you know, you know play teams multiple times. But right. usually if you have to play the same team again, you know things change. So I'll just take the upset there and see what happens. Moving on Super. to the ACC. Top-ranked Clemson, number 10, North Carolina. What do we think here, guys? I think Carolina pulls the upset. I do. Joke, uh, the, the, joke job for Clemson? No, I, I it would be funny if it was like a full Clemsoning, but I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> like I, I, I think you know North Carolina's run game between the, they, I think they have a better run game, and in this kind of game, it's going to be very high scoring. You got to control the ball, 
and and I think they'll be able to do that with Marquise Williams and Elijah Hood. I just think they're more dynamic. Nothing against Deshaun Watson. That guy's an unbelievable player. ACC Player of the Year, by the way. No, I, I and not taking anything away from him, but I just think in this kind of game, you've got to be able to control the clock. Yeah, and I caught the end of the Clemson-South Carolina game last week, and it, they just keep getting closer and closer to that point of really falling into that Clemsoning that we know and getting in trouble yeah. and, and falling apart in the end there. Um, Deshaun Watson, ACC Player of the Year, as JP mentioned, but he he just hasn't performed well in the big games. He's done enough, but it, I, I think – I agree. Kind of a pseudo home game also in this one for NC. This game's in here's, Charlotte. Well, no, here's yeah. a fun fact, though. Clemson University is actually closer to that stadium than North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Shows my geography about the Carolinas. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm glad you brought that point up, though, because we were talking about this actually with our one of our sponsors, Andy Barons. I was talking about that with him this past Sunday, and I was like, man, I think Clemson's actually closer, and it is. It's by like eight miles. It's closer than Chapel Hill. So it's technically probably as as close of a neutral site game as you're going to get. But I know that's a lot of people are like, oh, North Carolina gets to play this home game. But, you know, and it, and it will be. I think there'll still be a ton of Carolina fans there. But I think Clemson, you know, depending on how well they travel, you know, have their fair share there. Minus, right. minus, minus last week's game, Clemson's defense has only given up 19 points a game. That, I mean, Carol- that Carolina offense, though. I mean, they're, they're cool. I don't, I just, this might be the one year that Dabo finally gets over the hump because this is the best team. If he doesn't do it with this squad, it'll never happen. And they'll lose in the semis? Yeah. No, not, they'll lose I'm in the not going that far, yeah. but. Yeah. So, it depends uh, on who they play in the semis. You guys both taking North Carolina? Yeah. Yep. I'm, take, I'm taking Clemson. Uh, Deshaun Watson will have a Woodrow Dantzler esque performance. All right, I'll go with you on that one, JP. To the SEC, Florida. I don't know if anybody saw that coming. Taking on Bama. <laughs> Well, someone from the East. I know had somebody to make has it. to. Yeah. It's kind of hard to. Yeah. Um, can Florida pull the upset here, guys? No. No, don't say seventeen any, point any, seventeen point spread. Right. Anything is possible. Will they? Highly unlikely. Last two games, they had to go to overtime against Florida Atlantic, and they put up two points <laughs> against Florida State at home. I'm not picking them. I'm just saying, any I'd, given Saturday, anything can happen. Uh, any yes, given Saturday, if, if, w- will they ever show up? Right. I don't think so. Like, you could take out probably all of Bama's first-teamers, and Bama could still probably beat this Florida team. Nothing against Florida. I know they're an SEC team and all this kind of stuff, but they've that team has been through turmoil. And kudos to McIlwain and what he's done with that squad this year compared to what they've had in the past. But Bama, like, they have ever since they lost to Ole Miss, they've been the best team in oh, yeah. the country. No doubt. The real reason that Florida's going to lose is because Bama's looking ahead to that 2014 Sugar Bowl rematch with Oklahoma when uh, Saban tried to downplay the game. Like, it's just another game. It doesn't really matter because they weren't playing for the national title and they oh. got embarrassed. So I'm pretty sure he wants a little bit of retribution and to stick at the stoops. So they win that game big just so they can get that revenge or avenge that that loss. Yeah, but if, if Carolina beats Clemson, then, then they'll have to wait for the final for that one. Yep. That's true. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> Last one, uh, Big Ten here, Michigan State, Iowa. Um, Shout out to our sponsor. Yeah, Iowa, the Hawkeyes. Um, <laughs> Iowa Student Store. Evan, oh, yeah, we got the... <laughs> Evan, let's start with you. What, what do you think on this We one? finally got that money. <sighs> I'm like the recruit on signing day. Like, I think about putting the headband on. I can't do <laughs> yeah. it. I, I got to go yeah. Michigan State. Right, I just exactly. think they're too talented. Connor Cook's playing all right, even though he's somewhat beat up. Um, it'll be close. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think Michigan State's just too talented. 
even though they're a pseudo sponsor, this is the most uninteresting four versus five matchup we've probably ever. That's witnessed. a great point. This is the, like neither one of these teams like excites me in any way, shape, or form. It'll it'll be like they both like they just it you just, there's nothing exciting about them that you can like oh yeah they're great football teams but and they're a lot alike too in terms of just offense defense I think it'll be a very close game I think Michigan State pulls it out though I just think they have the better the better athletes and the, the cook factor if if he plays and he's healthy I think Michigan State wins I mean Barons Barons did bring this fake. Fake money, so he did come with that money after we he said he didn't come with the money. Excellent. I mean, it's somehow, Shout some out. way, the most vanilla team on the planet Earth, Iowa Hawkeyes, can get some pressure on Connor Cook. I mean, it's shown that if you get pressure on Connor Cook, he gets rattled and then bad things happen. If Desmond King makes a few plays for in Iowa secondary, I think they got a shot. They got a blitz and they never yeah. blitz. So Kirk Ferentz is gonna have to enter the 21st century and dial up some heat so he can get some pressure because if they're just gonna sit back there and play that old. Uh, base defense, he's going to get picked apart. So I'll give Andy credit for uh, doing some work and getting the family involved. He said on these on these uh, fake Hamilton Hayden Frybucks. But, yeah, Hayden Frybucks. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, they're also thick, as you see. That didn't go anywhere, but down. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so they're also one sided. Yeah. Who's done the double sided printer? Yeah. Andy, come on. So JP, you going with the uh, Sparty? Sorry, Barons, but I have to say why Algernon Tobias. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, here, I'll take that. You know what? I can be bought, so you I'll take Iowa just to be different on this. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Like you said, right. this could be a close game. It could come down to one of those wacky plays at the end that ha- that Michigan State has capitalized on this year. Right. And or, it could go or the, had or had go against them. exactly, and it and it, it just could be one of those games. And I'll I'll take Iowa just to. But the to best be the part trainer. the best part about this matchup is that if Iowa does pull the upset, Andy Barron's control Pat Forty until next college football season, yep. and yep. he can get us some Big Ten champs gear that we can wear on the show next week. Sweatpants extra large. <laughs> holla. I have been. I mean, I got like seventy. Yeah, 70, uh, that's got to be worth at least this like. This is great. Yeah. I mean, I threw 80 on the floor. Yeah, so. there's, there's some more on the floor. Up, go, get, go get it, Dano. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, championship week. Uh, that brings us to the playoff. Uh, some interesting things can happen if the right teams lose. So let's say Clemson does lose. Of those teams in the chaos. hunt. What's up? I said chaos. Oh, yeah. Of the teams that are in the hunt there, we're talking Stanford as well. Uh, who's uh, Who's six? Uh, Ohio, Ohio State. State. Ohio State. Yeah. Oh, so, Ohio State's another interesting story there. If uh, if Clemson does lose, who gets that four spot in your mind, guys? I think it's the Buckeyes. Just on 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 pure name recognition. You and figure the winner. You lose. They lost a game at home on a last second field goal. Stanford's got how many losses? They have two, two but. They still have a better resume, and I think also the thing here is that the committee rules. Uh, I pointed out one of the games I saw on Saturday that they Stanford has to whoop SC. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but they the thing that Stanford would have that Ohio State would not have would be a conference title as well, and that's one thing that in the in the committee rules they say they really heavily want to lean on conference championships unless there's a team that is overwhelmingly without a question better than the other. And I don't think you can say Ohio State is without a doubt 100% a better team than Stanford, even if they only have one loss compared to Stanford's two. Uh, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. I just I think just the way this committee works and the way things go with them. I just Let us not forget that Condoleezza Rice is still on the committee, therefore Stanford gets oh, a vote. Oh, yeah. That's well, true. no, she can't vote on them, can she? Isn't she like... Well, that's the funny I thing. Know. Yeah, we, I don't know how it works. We talked about a couple weeks ago where Ty Wellingham couldn't 
be in the room, I think, when... When they talked about Notre Dame. When Notre Dame was discussed, but he can be when Stanford is, and he was coached yeah, he both. both yeah, he coached both, yeah. But that, that, no, that makes sense, because Notre Dame didn't treat the brother well, and Stanford did. <laughs> Therefore, he can be in the room for Stanford, and Notre Dame just gets hosed out like they are this year, so that's totally fine. Yeah. So, I mean, we're all in agreement that the winner of the Big Ten championship game gets the three Oh, spot you have to, yeah. If Clemson loses again. Yeah. Uh, and I don't the, know if they jump Oklahoma. Well, no, but I'm saying Oklahoma would move up if Mo- Oklahoma moves. You, oh, you assume they yes, move up yes, to yes, two. Yes, yes. Yeah. And Bama, since everybody thinks it's going to be a quote-unquote uh, woodshed. Woodshed. Well, well, I was just thinking well, well, Oklahoma doesn't play in the championship game, so let's not They're jump in. too fast. If, no, I understand that, but let's not jump too fast with them moving up a spot. They could just still sit. Well, don't forget, I told you. Don't I don't think it really matters. Does it really matter if you're two or three? You're no, playing each no, other anyway, way, yeah, so no. it doesn't matter. But don't forget, Baylor last year was three. They even had a game, won by 50, and went from three to six. Yeah, it so, didn't matter. They just bounced all the way out. So. Who knows what could happen? Yeah. Right. Uh, well, who knows what's going on for the teams that aren't in consideration for this. Uh, although some things have been decided this week. Let's take yeah. a look at the coaching carousel in college football. Brandon, what do we well, got? Well, Mark Rick just was announced the head coach of Miami today. I know, you know, everybody been chiming in that they wanted Al Golden gone. He's gone. Rick played at Miami as a as a student athlete. I I like the move in terms of a name. I just I think for Rick, I think I think it might have been a better move for him. And I was saying this all along when he was going to get fired that he should go and be the OC at LSU. Like Cam Cameron is terrible there. Go be the OC there because they need someone who can coach the offense. Less can focus on the defense. And build your stock back up. And if you want, you can then stay in that SEC because the SEC, like it, it's very incestual in their coaching. Yuck. Like you see, no, no, no. But it, but it's just like you, you got these guys. They they retread when they, they they're a, a, a position coach or a graduate assistant, and they kind of come back. Muschamp's. This was his third time at at uh, Auburn, in mm-hmm. some capacity. And now he's going to go possibly take over in South Carolina after you know, a so-so year at Auburn. Like, it's it's a very retread, like Kirby Smart, you know, staying in the SEC, going from Bama to, to Georgia now. So I don't understand why he just doesn't stay there and help LSU with the one problem they've always had, and Justin and I have talked about this, quarterbacks. LSU, Miles, can't recruit quarterbacks. At Mark all. Rick can. In fact, the most, you know, I guess the most relevant quarterback that came to LSU in Miles' tenure Mettenberger was not an LSU recruit. He was a Georgia recruit. So Rick even recruited him and got him in there. So, you know, I, th- I think that would benefit him more. I know he's going to make way more money going to Miami. I just, you just wonder if it's actually going to work and turn it around. He's got to have Florida State and Florida kind of drop a little bit for him to be able to to really turn that program around. Yeah, I think, I part, think. part of it's the control thing, being a former head coach at a position like Georgia you in don't the wanna. SEC for 15 years. He's not going to probably want to take a step back in the same conference to do a coordinator job. But, hey, I mean, Miami's getting a guy who has nine, ten-win seasons out of 15. I mean, that's pretty damn yeah, good. good. Uh, the problem, I, I think, it was a point I heard on, on another podcast was that, uh, and a great one, is that Things are done a little bit differently in Miami, where you got to let the players get away with a little bit. And Rick is very yeah. down the middle, disciplinarian. He doesn't even curse. He he can't do that with Miami guys. You got to play it a little loose. So we'll see if uh, if that works out for him. Do you think he's seen the thirty for thirties? The U. It's part not going to cha- it's not going to change him as a person though. He's not going to out recruit Jimbo. So everybody's still going to want to go to Florida State. Like, it's not going to change anything. I hope he doesn't bring the Schott- any Schottenheimer with him because that'll be a total fail job. 
I mean, the guy won 145 games. He has nine bowl wins, a bunch of division titles, one SEC title. Well, excuse me, he won the SEC outright twice, but he doesn't have a national title. So, like, he's won a lot, but he's never got over the hump. Well, that's the thing, though, too, is, you know, what, at this point, what are the expectations for Miami? National they championship. Just, that can't be a realistic expectation. I mean, you, you, you've seen all the Clinton Portis uh, work done. Uh, Thorpe, Philip Buchanan, like they've all tweeted, like, look, Santana Moss, Sonoris Moss, like we need to get back to what we were. If not, we need to find somebody who can. So he's going in there with extremely high expectations. Like the odds against him may seem insurmountable, but he, he's going to have to reach him somehow. Yeah, I, I just think, again, it's people getting their heads in the clouds that only one team hoists that trophy at the end of every season. You yeah. can't you can't sit there and have a t- program that just came through sanctions that's been about 500 for the last few years and say, we want to immediately get back with our next coach to the national championship. It just doesn't happen that fast. Well, it's always been, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, I understand. I just think it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's a tad tad aggressive to, to go out there and think that they're just going to you know, be at a national title contender in a few years. It's not easy to build a contender. Like, that's why, you know, as much as people hate Nick Saban, what he's done there, and, like, mm-hmm. the fact that he's consistently at the top every year, it's damn impressive. Well, some I, of the social media response for the players seems very positive. They seem excited, so we'll it, see. He also needs to get Jacob Eason to follow him, and for some reason he was telling Jacob Eason to stay committed to Georgia, which makes zero sense. Yeah, Eason's the quarterback out of Washington State, yeah. number one recruit for rivals next year. Uh, who I believe committed to Georgia very early. He committed as yeah. a freshman. I feel like yeah. that was because yeah. he he visited with Mark Rick after that uh, QB eleven camp with uh, Bob Johnson and Mission Viejo, and and for Mark Rick to tell him, Nah, just stay the course. No, sir, you're coming to the <laughs> U now, sir. And that's that. Like, don't tell him to stay with Georgia, so then Georgia can win with Ethan without you, and then that's just a major slap in the face. What do you think about uh, USC staying with Helton? Well, if we, if we want to stay on the incestual conversation, I don't like in-house jobs. Like, they need somebody at SC to come shake things up, and Clay Helton is not that guy. He's just not. What, what if he wins that, that Pac-12, though? That's cool. He won't win a national championship. Yeah. He, he, he outcoached. He, got, he was outcoached against Notre Dame. He was outcoached against Oregon. Oregon yeah. Two games that they should have won. The Notre Dame game, they, were, they came back and were ahead. Maybe the Oregon game was a toss-up because the Ducks are the most on-fire team in the Pac-12 period. I mean, they they beat everybody, including the two teams playing in the championship. Yes, they started out shaky, but like USC never goes outside of of of, U, of USC to get a coach. Like Sarkeesian, Kiffin, uh, they're all like McKay or Pat Hayden boys. Like they need somebody to shake it up somebody to come they need a new defensive coordinator and they need to start recruiting like dynamic quarterbacks all those la kids who play qb never stay home they always leave and then you get like cody kessler max wittick yes matt barkley balled out he might be the outlier because the rest of those guys like what's their nfl careers like what what have they done since yeah i mean leinert wasn't good. sitting next to dave wanstead like that's not good enough (laughs) making pizza hut commercials so what's what's the what's the best case scenario for sc with this call that they continue to win the Pac-12 and people are just and content with them being Pac-12 t- you don't title champs. Win, you don't think they can win a national championship with him as a coach? Nah. Interesting. What are some of the other uh, major moves we we'll go through them real quick? Well, I mean, obviously smart, another ancestral move where he goes from – I'm sorry. Like, that's that's what it is. Like, they, they stay – It's hiring they a Georgia home. guy. Georgia's yeah. hiring a Georgia guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And then, you know, Muschamp, obviously, you know, I don't understand how this guy, like, he goes from, you know, being fired at Florida for a subpar performance there. Then he takes this Auburn team who was sixth in the country in the preseason. And they're laughable. And their defense is just not good. And he's the defensive guy. We were in that game. Yeah. (laughs) Your boys were in that game. Uh, at Jordan Hare, like that is amazing. Like that should not have happened. And yep. now yeah, he's Muschamp about to get, officially get that gig, though. Now he's about no. no well, okay. No, like there are a lot of rumors. Like he's close. Right he's close. But like he's going to get this S, you know, SC job, not the good SC, the other SC. And like, if you're Westchamp, what? Like, do you really want to take that job and then get fired in a couple years from that? Maybe Lincoln Riley takes it. I mean, he's probably tired of sitting under Stoops and having Stoops take all the credit for all those humongous offensive performances at. Oklahoma for the Sooner, so maybe he takes it and much much chump saves himself some some flack. Stoops is a guy I kind of feel like ripped. Been a same place a long yeah. time, right on the edge. Nine ten wins every year, one title. Correct. Uh, maybe he gets tired of being in uh, Norman. He's he's a horrible big game coach though. He's been to more big games I'll than those guys. Ripped. Yeah, yeah. Man, they should they should get together. Hang out. <laughs> they should hang out. They should do a staff together. Maybe they should come to the podcast and answer some some yeah. difficult questions. Anybody concerned about uh, Les and LSU? The funny thing about that I, is that he went from being fired right. to being okay. The picture of the <laughs> yeah. the picture of the administration at that press conference was like, was gold. Yeah. Like that's just plutonium level <laughs> great. That was just a, a hilarious story because he was out the door. Like he was gone. Like they were carrying him off on his shoulders, and they're like, "No, we 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 thought about it in the third quarter, and we kind of like him. Let's keep him around." <laughs> But nothing's going to change, though. Like, right, they'll be exactly. in the same place yeah. again. They have no yeah. quarterback. They no. got a silverback in the backfield. They got a bunch of NFL players playing on defense, and they still won't win anything. Mm-hmm. So the next season will be at the same spot when they have four losses and less miles heads on the platter. Do we fire him or not? Or if the fans cheer loud enough in the middle of the third quarter, do we tell them that we should unpack your office and let you come <laughs> back and coach again? And they've only got that silverback for one more game. Yeah, because he's gonna gone. he's gonna challenge a draft and just shake so? anyway. So, yeah. but did you see number five, the freshman that's his backup, is also pretty sexy running the ball. So, the drop off there is not bad. It's just they don't have a formidable offensive coach to call those plays. They didn't bring in a new offensive coordinator, and Les Miles is still there, okaying these mundane plays. So, I don't see LSU getting any better, at least not on the offensive side of the ball. On defense, yes. Like, if you see their recruiting class, they got a bunch of four- and five-star defenders. They got one quarterback. I think that had a lot to do with it, though. Like, they had the number one recruiting class, and some of those kids were starting to shake. They were starting to worry. They weren't going to mm-hmm. and you know, the administration was like, oh. We don't want to lose our really, recruits. Yeah, so exactly. So let's, let's keep them around. More? But one freshman quarterback is not going to save LSU no. from the rest of the SEC. Therefore, they're in the same exact spot at the beginning of next season. I guess we'll see what happens. Um Something else, kind of a buzzy topic in sports this week. It kind of seems like it is every week now, but um, let's talk about officiating and how impactful these uh, these refs have been. And in the NFL, every is where sport, we see it emote. Every sport, it's every sport, but, yeah. but in the NFL, it's really been a hot topic. Ev, yeah, this this season in particular with the NFL, it's been bad, and it seems I think really bad. This past week was the apex of it, at least uh, to, to this point so far. Uh, the point that was very interesting was uh, Pete Morelli's crew uh, handled the Cardinals and 49ers in Santa Clara, and the one play that caught a lot of attention was that after a penalty, they, they 
lost track of the downs. Yeah. They they took away a down from Arizona after a 49er penalty. Uh, also later in the game, there were some questionable flags. Quentin Dial got called for roughing the passer on Carson Paul. Oh, on, a, on a regular sack. A terrible play. Like you're not allowed to hit the quarterback and in sack the, the quarterback anymore. In the numbers is what. Right, he actually, hit him right in the numbers. Also on Wednesday got fined for that, which should, he's appearing, of course. Um, although this also was the same crew. He's a very highly rated official, but this is the same crew that you might remember that Steelers Chargers Monday night game. Rated by it, who? Whatever system <laughs> yeah, they use. Right. The BCS, maybe. <laughs> Some tie to that. Uh, back in that Monday night Steelers Chargers game, 18 seconds clicked off late in the game when yep. Pittsburgh was driving. There was also the false start in the Jaguars Ravens game that ended up being Jacksonville field goal at the buzzer right. to win it. Uh, that was really interesting. But. It, you know, the question, uh, Dan, should we just go into games accepting the fact that refs will impact games? I don't know why you ever go into a game not thinking that. I think the referees and officials are so integral in every sport, in every game. When you have that human element, it's going to play in somehow. I guess regardless. I always just was trying to be... You guys know me. I'm the most pessimistic person you mm-hmm. probably will ever meet. This might be true. But <laughs> but I always try to, like, at least with that, like, I want to go in there thinking, okay, the best team should win the game, not the stripes. Like, and But now it's gotten to that point where you just accept that there's holding on every play. It's only when they it's egregious are they going to get caught and that there's going to be, you know, four or five instances. You're just waiting for that flag to come in. Like, I'll watch a play, and they'll mm-hmm. make a great play, and I'll be sitting there going, I'm looking around, wait, looking up at the little thing in the yep. top of the screen, waiting for it to say flag or no flag. Then I can, yeah, yeah, then it's I true. Can get excited. But, yeah. did, like, but did anybody see that? In even in Canada, like they allow you once a quarter to challenge a flag, and they challenge the pass interference call that wasn't called, and that then it was pass interference. But and pass they interference a touchdown. is no, 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 no. Let me yeah. let me finish. So the point is, if you have instant replay, why is everybody still messing up? No, no, I agree. I th- that's the that's one of my biggest issues with replay is that they have it and they still get it wrong because they don't have enough evidence or they they don't have a good camera angle. Then what the hell's the point? But they're not using replay on. I know, I, not not for some of that kind of stuff. Print. I mean, the only way I could see is if you have a, an official in the booth that sees a replay right after and says, "Hey guys, you got to pick up that flag." Yeah, like that's not a penalty. Yeah, but and that's some it. some calls need but to be again, reviewable. But then again, you still you still have that human element. Yeah, pass just, interference is reviewable in the 49er game when they're when they're driving. It was third and goal inside the. You're talking zone. about that that uh, the that drive where they have where they, they had they nine chances. Correct. They called a pass interference on Acre, on Larry Legend. Yeah. But Carson Palmer just threw a terrible ball. Yeah. Like it was Carson Palmer's fault, and Larry Legend didn't even have a chance to catch it. Acre barely tapped him. Yeah. And the referee called pass interference. Like yeah. you can go upstairs and review that drive and say, was- hey. Aker actually didn't touch Larry Legend, so now it's fourth down. You're kicking a field goal. Oh, no, we'll give them an extra four set of downs because I think he might have PI'd him. Like, nah, man. That drive was the most insanely frustrating. I'm not a fan of either one of those teams, but it was the most insanely frustrating thing to watch. And they almost didn't score. They were first in goal from the three. They had nine chances yep. because of four penalties. That, like, at some point, you just got to be like, okay, they really kind of don't deserve to score here. Like, I, I know that shouldn't be the thinking of, of everything, but, like, nine chances from inside the three, and you can't, with with all those penalties, like, just, you know what, cut their losses, let them kick the field goal, and move on. Too many calls are egregious to not argue that games are fixed. 
Like some of the stuff is so blatant. Like you can sit at home and see the replay and, and wonder how did you get to that conclusion? Are you going to go skip Bayless Jr. on us here? Uh, don't ever say his name or my name I'm at the just same saying. time. Disres- that's disrespectful. <laughs> you're, wow. you're, 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 you're going in that, wow. you're going in that realm. You're going it, wouldn't, that it wouldn't be the first time that games were fixed. I mean, Donahue did it for how many years in the NBA and never got caught? It, it's not out of the realm of possibility. No, I'm not, not putting it past anybody. I'm not saying that it's happening, but it could be because some of the calls are terrible. Like they're just bad all the way around. And then people get demoted. Like what's a demotion? You're still ref. You're still refereeing. Right. You still have the opportunity to do it again. Do primetime games. If if you're yeah. If if you're going to if you want to punish them, you know, find the guy, suspend him for a couple, you know, do something like, you know, it's not going to fix anything. But but yeah, demoting them to another game like Fox needs to demote Joe Buck and Troy Aikman (laughs) to some other games. (laughs) Oh, everybody hates Joe Buck. I don't know. Yeah. There's a small part of me that goes like, are we just, I mean, are we being way too hard on these guys? I mean, the game Negative. goes really, really nah, fast. Nah, no I mean, excuses. You played the game, JP. You played the game, Brandon. Yeah. So, I mean, you know how fast it can go. And I just go you like. You know my story about bad make, refereeing. I know. Brandon Rogers. You're going to make, you're going to make mistakes. That's going to happen, right? Yeah. But. I don't know, like because we we have in, everybody has a voice and we can everybody can go right. nuts about it on social media and stuff. Are we not giving them? The yeah, benefit, man, it's probably giving a them just a little bit now. Of, giving them a little bit of slack. Like, okay, dude, that was like ten yards away and it was really really fast. Yeah. And I do feel though that NFL well, refs are more apt to throw one, the flag than they used to be. There was one play in that Cardinals Niners game where Palmer thought he got hit he thought he should have gotten a roughing call and if you watch they show the replay he's complaining to the ref or oh no he was he was calling for a a, a play down the field or off to the side of him mm-hmm. and he got and the and he was yelling at the ref saying did you not see that did you not see that and you can hear the ref mouth i'm watching you like i'm protecting you yeah that's his like job so there. they're like there's a lot of like sometimes you'll a ref will call something because they see it out of the corner of their eye or it's very, very subjective. It's very, and like you said, it's very quick. Yes, their job is very difficult. I get that. But some of these, like, and, and, and part of it's the NFL's fault, too, for the rules that they have in place. To protect the that, players. That are, not, that are not very clear. Yeah. Like, what is a catch? What is roughing the passer? Like, it, I, I see the same thing happen to one quarterback, to another quarterback, and it's not called the same way, too. There is a star bias, like there is in every sport yeah, as Cam, well. Cam doesn't get roughing calls. You're right. I, I think, and, th- and that was my was my last point, is that there is a gray area on a lot of these calls, and no, no more so than in basketball, where between a foul and a Carmelo's charge, charging a block, seven like, steps before he I took just the shot. Like, I just feel Gosh. like in that sport, you're you're. I mean, you you're the you're the most hated person on the court every single night. Doesn't matter yeah. half the half the people there hate you. Oh, That's yeah. the, the best night. example. Oh, yeah. Carmelo didn't even pick up the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody everywhere saw that he shuffled his feet like he was a bad dancer and then bricked the three. <laughs> and none of the referees flinched. <laughs> like, what are we watching? Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I don't think that this uh, this conversation is going anywhere no, anytime no. soon. Yeah, so we'll look forward to yeah. more bailout calls on yeah. uh, on late game drives. Can't wait for this weekend. Oh, same officiating crew that screwed up the Denver New England game doing the New England Philadelphia game this week. So makeup call, New England fans, <laughs> you'll have plenty of chances to yell at them. <laughs> Quick question on that: I, I thought they would have worked it out to where referees never. Did the same Get team back do to the back. same team back to back weeks? Well, I don't know. Apparently, we were wrong. Fixed. All right, moving on. Uh, we've got a, a few names here that um, 
that our careers are winding down. And uh, let's start with the big one this week. Kobe uh, breaking out his pen to offer some prose for all of us. Uh, <laughs> writing a poem in the Players' Tribune titled Dear Basketball. JP, you want to give us just a stanza of that and then we'll talk about some reaction to it? Um, Let's see. Where should we start here? I don't, even, I don't even know how to read like Kobe Bryant. I don't really know how the <laughs> guy talks. Dear Basketball. You gave a six-year-old boy his Laker dream, and I'll always love you for it. But I can't love you obsessively for much longer. This season is all I have left to give. My heart can take the pounding. My mind can handle the grind. But my body knows it's time to say goodbye. And that's okay. <laughs> I'm ready to let you go. I want you to know now, so we both can savor every moment we have left together. The good and the bad we have given each other all that we have. You guys thoughts on this? Tear emoji. Wow. You, some people, Moment people of silence for, for all those air balls that Chloe has thrown up this year. <laughs> well, well, people are reacting actually very positive towards this in, in a lot of ways. I mean, there's been some satire, there's no doubt, but people are like, oh, you know, like he expresses emotions and he's he's kind of setting it up for his final, final shot, if you will, uh, you know, for the rest of the season. So, I don't know. What do you guys think of this poem? It's very... <clears throat> dramatic and I, I thought it was an interesting way to do it i think um you know he obviously had his press conference the he had a game the next day after that and he addressed it then as well but i thought it was a, a really kind of cool way to do it you know you can call it corny you can call it whatever you want but i think it, it was different. corny that they handed it out at the game as like a giveaway yeah when you can just like find it online yeah. hey if you're a laker fan though i mean that's a memento i think you'd want really yeah. Okay. Oh, if Absolutely. you're like a Laker fan, sure. I think the memento that we really want is what you're about to read. Give, give me the bobblehead. <laughs> All right, so then Kobe uh, received a letter back from somebody different, somebody not expected. Evan, what happened? Uh, it was a very good, actually, you mentioned the satire. It was a very good satire piece from SB Nation. Uh, it was a poem from a basketball to Kobe, and I'm going to read uh, one of the... One of the <laughs> well, disclosure, I haven't read any of these. The letter right. or this is oh, fantastic. Right. Well, the the prose, the one that stands out the best uh, for Spoken me. Spoken word. From the basketball says, but Kobe, stop it. Stop now. Stop f***ing shooting me. Please stop f***ing shooting me. I'm begging you. Stop. It hurts. Do you know how much it hurts to be thrown super hard into a cold metal rim? Bruh, that hurts. A lot. I know it's my job. But dude, you're shooting 30.5%. 20.2% from three. The threes hurt more because he's throwing me from further away. The iron pierces my soft pebbled leather skin. Oh! Uh, uh, who wrote this? I got to pull up the name here because they deserve. So good. Shout out to that Spalding basketball so for those good. kind words. Spalding. Roger Sherman at uh, SB Nation. Oh, he's great. Applause. Follow him on nice Twitter job. Too. That was good stuff. Beautiful stuff. Um, so Kobe will retire at the end of the year. I'm sure we'll talk about this more as we get towards the end of uh, the Lakers season, which will be highly successful. I'm the Lakers sure. season been over since, yeah, since they stepped on the court this <laughs> yeah. season. They're the only team to lose. <laughs> it, to was, the it was over when they lost to the T-Wolves oh, opening night. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Okafor and that knockout power. <laughs> move through these next. We've talked about Peyton quite a bit. It looks like uh, the Bleacher Report reported that they've named Brock Osweiler the starter for the rest of the year. Apparently Denver denies that, but we're all, we're all assuming that, uh, well, I'm assuming, I don't know about you guys, if you think Brock will probably start the rest of the way, yeah. and and if he does, is that it for Peyton? Since, that debate will go on for the next six weeks and potentially the offseason. he gave himself some pub from the first podcast, who was it a couple weeks ago that said Brock should start that New England game, yep. and they should keep going with him? And it was right. Um, 
and it was totally just to get him ready for next year, but dude is already ready for next year. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not saying he's going to set the world on fire. He's going to take this team to a Super Bowl or whatever. Aaron Rodgers Jr.? But but he looked so poised. Like, that was a tough game to play because New England hammered him the first few drives, and then in the snow and everything, and he brought that team back. I know New England fans are all going to say that the refs screwed him out over, and, and that's how they got back into it. They're one to talk. But exactly. <laughs> regardless, like, um, regardless of that, like he's he's ready to take over now, and this whole back and forth um, thing. I think it's time for Peyton's played his last game in Denver. He might try to hang on with another team somewhere else next year, but I think he's done in Denver. And if they put him back behind really? center, they're just they're they're asking for it. Like if you you might as well just go with this guy. This is going to be your guy for, from from here yeah. on out. Let him let him roll. Let him get in tune. Let him not, you know, let him get better in tune with Demarius Thomas because that didn't go so well until the fourth quarter there. So stack correction. Shout out to Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Peyton moving on, or we don't know yet, but I assume he should. We'll find we'll find he out. Should. We'll find well, out. What I mean, there. why I is mean, everybody I'd... playing past their prime? Like you, you you hold these people in such high regard, you try to have the best memories, but then you see them get out there. They need Muhammad do, Ali. Do they watch a kid yeah. Norton beat yeah. your face in, but you're one of, you're, you're probably the goat of the heavyweight division. Yeah. Kobe. You're shooting arid 40-foot three-pointers. You didn't shoot 40-foot three-pointers when you were healthy. You were a free-throw line and under God. And yeah. now you're airballing everything. Stop. Peyton, you can't feel your fingers, your neck, probably half your face. Hang it up. Another guy that probably should hang it up, and it looks like he may be, is Tiger Woods. Evan, um, he had a saddened press conference this week saying, there's just no timetable for my return. Doesn't look like he thinks he's going to be back for next year. So what do you think? Uh, what do you think here? Is he is he done? Yeah, the most shocking part of all of that press conference was how he said basically anything that happens to me after this point is gravy, and that took me aback because being the golf fan I am and watching them since he won those three straight U.S. Amateurs, that nine, means he's ninety four to ninety six. You know, just chilling yeah. in the money. That's well, the first thing I thought too. That he saw his bank statement. It was like, it's all good. <laughs> but he's had money for years, and he's leaving lots of money in recent years after going through the divorce. But you're you talking know, about the majors, right? You're talking about him yeah. chasing Jack, and that you think yes. that he's given up on that. That was all. Well, that was all the rage with him. I think it seemed like even for, I, the quote I heard from him it even seemed like any kind of win at this point is gravy. Which he has constantly said every single tournament, tees it up. If I don't think I don't have a chance to win, I'm not. I'm not playing. But isn't that why people actually watch golf? I know I'm coming from a side like I don't love golf, but people really only watched it to see him chase yep. Jack's yeah. record. That was the pull. Like, want I to see him, the, they want to see him dominate. I want to see the Tiger win. The average fan, yes. The casual the average, fan. Yes. The casual fan. You know, I not think, Evan Doherty. He's right. watching the, the Swedish Speed? tournament. LPGA. Bubba Watson? No, not, I don't watch Michelle Wee? But I will watch regular tournaments because now you're at a point where you've got guys like Rory McIlroy, Ricky Fowler, Jason Day. Spieth? Well, yeah, you got, young, you got young guys that are... They hit I the mean, ball really well. JP loves him some speed. This Under Armour right now is really good. So really, I I don't think golf's going to miss Tiger. But 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 the ratings have shown that it's true. The, the, the viewership yeah. is way down when Tiger's not there. Well, it, one it, of these guys needs to get into that Tiger mode. Where he's dominating, well, me like Speed needs to do it again next say, year, Spieth, to yeah, where he, he gets he to the point it where went, he's getting close, and then it'll build that interest back up in it. The ratings went up when Speed had that run last year right. after winning the Masters and the yep. U.S. Open. But the other thing, though, I mean, you mentioned, yeah, they're down from when Tiger dominated, but he's just like the purses set it so high 
that now, yeah, anything even just slightly below what's going to seem like, well, it's not what Tiger he, He's did. a polarizing figure, and they're just not, they're not Tiger. Like, you, you aren't, you're not able to market well, all the people that you just said like you would market a Tiger Woods. To, and that's no fault to them. It's just, that's just a fact. To their credit, though, Tiger really wasn't Tiger until he got... Until he started winning a little bit. Nah, too. Tiger came out with that elbow drop, and then Nike had the commercial, oh. and it's been he skyrocketed. He came out right when he turned pro from '96, from the get go. It was the Hello World Nike ad. Yeah, like he had the backing from the beginning, from the get go. Like he was balling just like from the start. Yeah. And uh, speed. I mean, if Under Armour can find a way to put some money marketing and some amazing commercials, some ad campaigns, and he continues to to win and strive for greatness, he's got a shot. But he's gonna need a lot of help. Guess we'll see what happens. Tiger maybe back in PGA at some point. Maybe we'll see him on the senior tour. How many years does he have to tell? Do you have to be to be on the senior? You got to be fifty, and he turns forty on December thirtieth. Oh, so more years. A, 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 a decade to, ch- to chase Jack's record. Yeah, come on, Tiger. He could do ten years like in the booth or something. People would go back to the if OU. He, if he did. If he did analysis, go he back be a good to broadcaster? the uh, it, I, He could be a broadcaster if. He had a way to, to if it was more like Faraday or uh, McCordan could let the filter off and really say, because, I mean, everyone says, he would know. If, Otherwise, you, if you talk to him off camera, off the mic, you, you really get the real Tiger. That's what I would like to see. Go back to the Eric Benet-esque Tiger. Those who need yes. to know will know that. Then he'll, then he'll easily okay. get Jack's record. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to this week's random shot. Uh, this started with a, a, uh, a tweet that... Uh, a young man named Darius Slay put out said, "It's like the big lion play Slay, big play. Although slay. he doesn't make big plays, that's right. Giving up big plays. It's like Lion King is the Jordan of Disney, and Toy Story is the Kobe. LOL. And uh, this actually filtered into the Detroit Lions locker room uh, this weekend as as reporters asked, which one would you pick, Lion King over Toy Story? Of course, as they are the Detroit Lions, they overwhelmingly picked Lion King." But I just wonder what you guys think. I was in Disneyland this last weekend, so it's kind of a hot topic for me. Yeah, you had fun, Lion didn't King, you? I did. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was it was good. Yeah, it was, was good. Uh, good. You pick Lion King, Toy Story, or another Disney movie. Real quick, we'll move through this week's random shot. Uh, Evan, man, Let's start with that. I'd go Toy Story. Toy Story. What yeah, do you think? Toy Story. You got a friend. You guys not bi- you guys not big on the on the movie musical? Well, see, I don't mind the Lion King. Like, but if you had to choose, yeah, between if them? I had to choose between the two, yeah. What do you think, JP? I'm going with the Incredibles. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I uh, I put down here uh, Lion King only because it's a animated musical, and you know I have a a slight affection for musicals, and I think the you know it's Elton John music, it's good. But I would say Cars <laughs> is probably my favorite Disney movie. Every way, time it's on, way too long. It's long, but it's good. I get stuck watching that thing every time with Jaden. All right, well, random shot. That's why we do it. JP, Super. how's cupping season going? Nah, man. Ask the question. This is actually a good one. Okay. So what I, when I was thinking about talking about cuffing season this week, I was kind of trying to figure out, because Thanksgiving just happened, and if you're cuffed, how does that work with families and holiday gatherings and stuff? Do you bring your hand, uh, You bring your cuff? Do you bring uh, your wife? This is, is the wifey? thing. What am I supposed to call it? Not, I mean, you, this, <laughs> if you sign a player from a previous year... <laughs> That means you wiped somebody. That means you're not an active participant in cuffing season, unless you're playing categories with Evans in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because then you have to go to the secret words, and that and that's a different topic. Yeah. But let's go back to a, a good year, which was like 2010, and I remember. Um, well, it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> how does cuffing season work with holiday family gatherings? 
I I always picked Thanksgiving dinner. If I didn't go to Face's house, it was whoever's mom was the best cook. Now, <laughs> leading up to Thanksgiving, I would have to get a plate from said moms. Moms love me. Okay. <laughs> Humble brag. Shock. Shocker. So the mom who had the best plates, that's who you go to first. So you go to mom's house number one. Doesn't matter what their roster spot is. Mom's house number one, like at, at four o'clock. So you get the first fresh, sexiest plate. And then if you have to, <laughs> then if you have to leave, you go in accordance. So you might end up at number three's house for dessert because you know her mom makes the greatest cobbler on the planet Earth. So it's like the college football playoff rankings. <laughs> a little a little bit. <laughs> Hey, except you're the entire twelve person committee. Oh man! I mean, we, we can add people in because like we, you could bring back the pies, you could bring back the food, you could have leftovers and let the homies eat, and they're like, "Who made this?" And you tell them like, "Oh wow, yeah, her mom is is actually a chef." So I had gone there to get my eat on, get my weight up, gains, and then you you go from there. But usually, I mean, if I'm at my dad's house, you kind of got to hit like two or three spots. But when I'm at Faze's house, I'm just trying to hit the couch. <laughs> Maybe club bed for the VIP pillow service after all that food. All right. So in order of uh, culinary expertise, there you go. All right. Shout out, shout out to all the moms cooking on Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> we do have a question in the Ask JP mailbox on Twitter. It's our good friend Lawrence LeBlanc at Frisco Smooth. What artist do you choose to endorse your campaign, JP? Man, if I was running for political office, I thought about like an easy pick because it could be somebody living or deceased. And I was like, man, I would need Brother Malcolm in my corner. But then I just immediately stopped because 96% of America is stupid and ignorant. <laughs> and everything that Brother Malcolm preaches to them, it will go straight over their head. So I was like, I need somebody from popular pop culture. I need somebody who does music, who can reach the masses through the airways. And I was like, you know what? I would take Kendrick Lamar to endorse me, <laughs> throw me in a track, drop a ton of bars to change the world. And if it wasn't Dot, I probably would try. I, I would have to go with either K Dot or Tupac. Tupac would yeah. get the message out to everybody in the most straight way possible, as opposed to anybody else. I feel like some of the Kendrick bars would just fly over people's heads and they wouldn't get it because, again, <laughs> America is a dumb country. But it would either be Tupac or Kendrick. What do you guys pick? God, Kendrick's a good one. Yeah. I, I get I'll be your VP. How about that? You you can A plus on the ticket. A plus is actually part of the squad already, honorary, so he could fully be in the cabinet. Thank you. Oh man. Gross. I I didn't think this was going to be posed to us, so I didn't really give this one much thought. And by artists we mean a musical, right? Or like I can I can't p- I can't pick Donatello. I mean, if you wanted him to paint something for your campaign, sure. No, he was talking about the uh, Ninja Turtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, just no. I'm totally kidding. The, the purple Ninja Turtle. I mean, he was a smart one. Yeah. yeah. Um, man. God, I, I, jeez, that's a tough one. You, you got to pick like what Taylor Swift because everybody loves her. Oh, you would lose by a landslide. That's fine. Like I, but at least you get the popular popular vote. Remember, the voting age is eighteen. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> so so Bieber and Swift are out. They're out. Hey, landslide loss. I'm just saying, there's probably a ton of people over eighteen that adore Taylor Swift. I have a few in my family. I I think. For me, only I wasn't prepared for that question. Based on so winning, I didn't really, either was and I. And I'm not the pop culture guy, so. But you could pick anybody to endorse you. It's just like, who would you pick to endorse you in a campaign? Uh, based on this, let's assume it's for president. 
Correct, oh, okay. which means oh, you're going to go. Well, I'm assuming it is. President, what artist would you choose? You have to go country music because oh, if you want to win the South, I you do. Totally I'd go like Garth. I'd one. go like Garth Brooks or something. Over like Shania that. Twain, Luke or Shania, Bryan, Shania's or something. good too. Reba, can I get two of? Yeah, get both of them. You're done. You're all set. But then, what about the actual people who have a functioning brain? How would you get their vote? <laughs> well, I got half the country right there in country music, so. All right. I mean, but you need. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that my superior wit and guile would. Uh, and your your hubris. Yeah. Right. Because the elect the electoral college would have to side with you as well. That's true. That's true. Let's just say I'm not running for office. So it All right. Doesn't so really Kendrick Lamar, you heard it here. Get on the ticket. JP and Evan, 2020. Oh, let's do it. Oh, it will be against you. You against Kanye. JP and oh, against Yeezy. <laughs> Oh, we got Yeezy. <laughs> Come on. And this is the thing. He also has the backing of the minions, all the Kardashian fans. Oh, yeah. That means he'd have James Harden's beard running with him. Oh, oh man. He got nothing on this beard. That could really be something. Uh, and you know James Harden can't be Secretary of Defense, so. He oh! No oh. <laughs> man. See, we love the devils, but we also diss the devils when they... <laughs> Hey, that's why he's a part of the squad. <laughs> Brought it home. All right. Well, first and foremost, we are all fans here in the bullpen. Uh, we already talked about the college this week, so let's quickly look at the NFL games. Let's start with the uh, Niners at the Bears in the Windy City. Chicago 7-point no Bears in this game. Evan, what do you think? Oh, man. Bears are playing some good football as of late. You obviously beat the Packers on Thanksgiving, 1-3-4. Uh, they're seven-point favorites in this one. I'm going to go Bears. Uh, 24 Niners 14. That's a good one. I'm going to give the Niners three field goals in this game. I'm going to go 31 to 9. Phil Dawson going with the jersey number. I like it. You don't love Blaine Gabbert? Nope. Anquan Bolton does. Although, although they did, they they didn't. The defense looked a lot better against Arizona. You know so. what will happen in that game? Anquan Bolton will get 93 receiving yards. 93, because exactly. that's what he's got in the last two weeks, exactly, <laughs> with yep. Blaine Gabbard as quarterback. They fearlessly forecasted that one as well. Yeah. Um, Do you miss Vernal Davis? Uh, I Honestly, I'm, I'm keeping one eye on the 49ers at this point. I'm kind of packed it in for the season. That's uh, impressive I mean, that Selleck he's actually was, keeping one Selleck eye. Selleck was, was doing well, but you know now he's hurt. So I like Vance McDonald, though. We'll see. We'll see how he does. Seahawks-Vikings, a potential wild card preview if the season started today. What do you think, bud? Oh, uh, man. Russ coming off a big birthday game might even broke the virginity pact. The, the Seahawks were averaging like 36 points per game in their last three. They're not going to get that because the Vikings are playing at home. Um, and they're, they, they, they're playing really good defense. I mean, they shut down Julio last week. Um, I'll say 23-20 Minnesota. I like it. No reverse jinx this week. No reverse jinx. Monday Night Football, Cowboys skins. Always yo, a good one. Yo, the Cowboys four-point favorites in this Cow game. Cow Bum's not even ready. This might be the one time that I actually side with Kirkland Cousins because I feel like this game he should be able to ball out because this defense isn't great. Uh, the Matt Castle era is starting. Yes. Uh, he's not even able to get Des Bryant, who is one of the top three receivers in the league, the ball. I mean, nah, we're, we're winning this one by a landslide. And I hate Dallas, like everything, everything <laughs> about them. I actually don't like to say the Texas. Period. If we're gonna get that out there, it's a terrible place. <laughs> so, um, you heard it here. <laughs> oh, easy. Down, down tweet, with Texas. Tweet at him. So at <laughs> we will never get the Dallas Tourism Board to nope. be a sponsor. Oh, we, we, we don't need that. There's nothing to see, unless we're going to Houston to the Boom Boom Room, and then we'll have to talk. But everything else, no way. Final score. 
I'm going Redskins 37, Cowbums 17 on Monday night. 20-point win at home. Wow. Shout out to Kirkland Damn. Cousins. Deshaun will at least get two of those when he gets behind that defense. He's a, he's a Cowbum killer. All right, we'll see what happens Monday night, week 13 in the NFL, championship week in college. Guys, anything else? We're not going to talk about Warriors. Not going to do the win will they lose. Dude, as we were taping, Steph Curry dropped 28 points in a quarter. quarter. Specific. So it's not going to be tonight. No, it's not. Real quick, real quick. Will the the Warriors lose? Will the Warriors (laughs) lose before our next podcast? Will be next week. Anybody? Anybody think they'll lose? Yeah. I'll go go Tuesday Tuesday at the Pacers. Pacers are hot right now. Paul George got to go for fifty. They got to. I mean, they're an amazing squad. Unreal. They have to lose at some point, right? I mean, they yeah. will, but it's, it'll yeah. be a while. Uh, Tuesday, the Pacers, d- definitely possible. Sa- don't overlook Saturday in Toronto. Raptors played them close. There was a questionable call late. Hotline bling? In, at Oracle. Well, hotline bling. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they'll actually lose to the Wizards because they have lost to the Wizards multiple times in the past. When, when did they, when when they, they were play? the Bullets? <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't remember last season? Should you scroll my Instagram and see that I was uh, at the game when we were victorious? Because Dan remembers that. Well, the one thing... the one thing. Um, but did you win the championship? <laughs> Steph, Curry, <laughs> Steph Curry was asked today in Charlotte, he, he was asked, will the Warriors lose before the Panthers? And he said... Carolina Panthers, yeah, but, NFL uh, team. And he's a... He's, he's from there. Yeah, exactly. Yep. He said, they won't... We won't lose... Uh, no, wait, the Warriors will lose before... The Panthers, but not until February. Yeah. He wants them both to be undefeated yeah. in February. 19 and 0 is what he's thinking. Which. Hey, man. Can MVP and either. Super Bowl champ? That, that's cool a, with that. You know what? If, if, if we could have picked athletes, I'd have picked both of those guys to endorse me for president. Steph and Cam. Steph. There yeah. you go. That guy Cam would have dabbed all over. <laughs> I know. All Imagine over the, all the victory over the speech. Wow. You got Steph just hitting threes on one side, Cam dabbing and <laughs> handing footballs to kids on the other. Ball game. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of The Bullpen. Don't forget you can uh, contact us at The Bullpen Pod on Twitter. You can email us at bullpenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking us out once again, gentlemen. Have a good week. Wizards. Oh. Super. <laughs> What was that? What happened? Going into the mic. No. Oh. Oh. Someone did not say. Well.